My check one two one two. Welcome to episode number five of the Electric Talk podcast, a show where we talk about all things electrical engineering. I am your host Julian Guerra, and I hope everybody is doing fine today. Go grab yourself some coffee, some tea, make yourself comfortable, or keep doing whatever you're doing, and let's get this show started. Alright, so before we get started with our main topic, I did want to give you guys some updates. Uh, there's been some uh, interesting developments going on in my life and, you know, I just wanted to uh, let you guys in on some of that. So it has been a minute since my last episode and part of it is, yeah, I have been slacking a little bit. But the other part of that is I have been in Chile for three weeks. I was there for work. Um, as you guys may or may not know, I work for NASA and one of the airplanes that I work on is a flying observatory called Sophia. Now, once a year, sometimes more than once a year, they need to go to the Southern Hemisphere. Usually it's New Zealand. Last year it was Tahiti. And this year there was a short deployment to Chile where they need to make observations from the Southern Hemisphere so they can observe the other, you know, portion of our skies because we're usually based out of uh, California. So Northern Hemisphere and we spent two weeks there. I mean, the airplane was there for two weeks doing Southern Hemisphere observations. And it was a really great experience just being able to be part of that community, the astronomical community. I mean, we were there doing aircraft maintenance. That's my current job. And it was just really nice seeing the inspiration that brought to the people and especially the younger uh, generation seen in aircraft that does such amazing work on on in in their own soil in their own territory making observations from that and there was a lot of visitors a lot of educators a lot of students that uh, were interested in wanted to come and check it out so yeah that's what i did for the past three weeks and i did i learned a lot and I might share that with you guys later this episode because it does relate to troubleshooting. So another update that I have is that I will be leaving my current job as a life support technician and officially starting my career as an electrical engineer this Monday coming up. So I'm very excited to announce this. I am joining the BYD, Build Your Dreams team, as an electrical engineer for their uh, electrical vehicles. I want to say it's their uh, buses, but I will also be working on their other commercial fleets. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Very excited. I am not 100% sure what parts of the vehicle exactly I'll be working on, but I know that it's related to power systems and things like that. So yeah, very exciting things coming my way. It is um, also kind of sad that I'm leaving aviation. I have been in aviation since 2009. So that's like 12 years of going to work, going into work and seeing an aircraft uh, as part of your office scenario. 
if you've ever worked around aviation or in aviation itself, you know that there's a lot of excitement around flying and just, you know, getting a big hunk of metal to the point where that it flies. And if you work at NASA, there's a even bigger excitement around aviation because there's always something extraordinary going on. I mean, I've worked on five, six, even more airframes, and each one of them has their own story. I mean, I just told you about Sofia, where I was in Chile. They literally have a telescope on a 747, and they fly at 39, 40,000 feet in the air, observing the skies. And the other day, I was watching a documentary on SpaceX, and it turns out that one of the aircraft that they used to transport the astronauts back and forth to their families and to the launch site was one of the G3s that I had worked on. So if, if you can imagine the legacy or at least the part of history that I have woven into NASA, it's a small part, but it makes you feel like you're part of a bigger picture and it, you're very proud of that when you look back at all of the aircraft and all of the aircraft's accomplishments and everything that has happened. But needless to say, I feel like I am making the right move because up until now, all of my jobs, everything that I have done has been limited by my job title. I am a life support technician and yes, I have done a lot of great work, a lot of great things for the aviation community and for myself. I have been a part of a lot of great projects and a lot of great things, but I've always been limited by that job title. And as an engineer, there really is no limit. You can, you can come in as an electrical engineer and really just do anything. There, there is no limit. The sky is the limit. And that is something that I wanted to break from. I saw a lot of guys twice, maybe three times, no, just twice my age. I am getting pretty old. And they were still doing the same exact job that they have been doing for years and years and years. And something about that didn't sit right with me. I wanted to grow and keep growing. And it's just something that I was never satisfied with just staying in that certain position. So I, I kept uh, going to school. And now that I graduated <clears throat> in December, I, I applied and I, and I got the job. And I'm very excited to start this whole new aspect of my life. And I am passionate about electrical engineering and just ge engineering in general. And I think it's a great move. And I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. Hopefully, it's going to be a good story and that doesn't end in failure. But if it does end in failure, then it'll be another learning curve and another opportunity for me to grow from. So that's how I'm going to look at it. And I hope you guys look at things the same way as well. So this is about it in terms of updates. And now I want to get into the topic of troubleshooting. Uh, this is a topic that has been revolving around my head more and more uh, for the past, I don't know, month, 
particularly when I was in Chile. I got to work pretty close with the whole Sofia team. And also I, I was able to work with, or like just look over the shoulder of some of the engineers on the Sofia team, particularly the ones working on the telescope. And it was just very interesting uh, seeing how they would uh, take on problems that would come up. and troubleshoot these problems and you know come to a solution so before we get into what i think troubleshooting is i do want to remind you guys that i i am not an expert per se you know i just graduated and like i was mentioning earlier i am taking my first job as an electrical engineer but i have been a technician for a while and as a technician you you kind of just follow what the manual says right so you're following if you're doing any kind of repairs or if you're doing any kind of maintenance you kind of follow a set number of instructions but from doing that you you kind of learn the system and whenever there is something out of the ordinary you you start to develop kind of like a sense of intuition on that system that tells you that if some if something isn't working this is broken or that is broken or there is a you like you know the cause of this you know it's it's from experience um when you're troubleshooting i feel like there's two aspects to to that equation which is the technical side you knowing the ins and outs of that system like you know what screws goes where you know what part number is compatible all these things that you know about the system and then there's also the theory and the conceptual side of that system which is you know how the system works you know the science behind the system like why is it you know ac versus dc or why is it a three phase versus a single phase you know there's just the, the scientific part of why that thing works and that's just oh we're gonna install this motor and you know this is the correct motor and i know how to install it so you know there's a, a bit of engineering and a bit of technicality and experience that comes with troubleshooting and so you know it's it's an interesting topic to talk about so before i give you guys some more of my thoughts on this uh, let's just go ahead and define this topic so troubleshooting uh, i'm on google right now and according to google trace troubleshooting is or to troubleshoot is to trace and correct faults in a mechanical or electronic system and yeah this is you know kind of what i would have said if i was asked to define troubleshooting just probably in a lot longer and less eloquent words or less direct words but yeah it's more or less what i would have said so i think the first question that you have to think about when you're troubleshooting is is like what needs to be troubleshot like does this really need troubleshooting and that answer really depends on what you're troubleshooting because if you're troubleshooting like maybe something that is going to be way easier to just buy brand new and you know you can just toss it away or you don't even really need it then the answer is simple you don't need to troubleshoot in in the case of sofia when i was in chile 
each flight costs about a million dollars. You know, I'm not really sure about the number, but it's it's expensive. You know, the whole maintenance operation, everything, fuel. You're you, there really is no fail option. You either fix it or you fix it. That's that's kind of how it is when you're working with a unique prototype aircraft that the whole world is depending on for scientific data. And so, yeah, the only options was to troubleshoot. And then once you come to the option that you do need to troubleshoot something, you have to start asking yourself how to troubleshoot. And again, this is also greatly dependent on the system that you're working on. But in order for you to start troubleshooting, you have to take the variables that you know, kind of like an equation. And you have to start looking at what you know about the issue. And you also have to start talking about what you expected to do on a regular basis. And then once you know what's not happening versus what's supposed to happen, you have to start thinking about, okay, what makes that system work the certain way that it's supposed to. So, you know, you have to, you have to start thinking about the components in that system that could possibly be affecting that issue. So it's, it's really an interesting topic to me. And when I was in Chile, uh, one of the issues that kept coming up or not kept coming up, but one of the issues that came up was it was a very simple light. It was a light that pretty much gave the engineers the thumbs up that said, okay, this system is working and, you know, fully functional. That light wasn't turning on, but the engineers couldn't see any problem other than that light not working. Everything was working just fine. You know, I'm pretty sure it was a power supply system that was uh, in charge of that light. So that light was a feedback from that power supply system that said that that system was working and the engineers were checking everything and it was all good. They couldn't find any faulty other than that light. So, you know, of course, the first thing you will look at is, is that light bulb working or not? Because obviously, if that light is testing whether something is working or not, but it is working, then you would just want to check the light bulb because that's the first thing. You know, you always want to start with the easier fixes first. You know, it, it depends again on, on your system, but if you can replace a light bulb and then now that light bulb works, then you just save yourself a bunch of time and money trying to open up a whole system and possibly break anything further apart. Turns out it wasn't the light bulb because they have a button to turn on that light bulb just to make sure that you see that it's working or not. And that was working, in fact. So the next thing that they started doing was checking for voltages at the end of the wire on that system, which is you know, the next best thing to do in that scenario, obviously, if you're troubleshooting a power supply system, you, you need to know what what you're looking at. So if you have a 120 volt system and you're getting zero, then you know that there's a, there's a disconnect somewhere or maybe the power source is not working. So you at least start 
start to get ideas the more information you collect you know you start to get more ideas and also the more you know about the system uh it's gonna make it a lot easier because that's just kind of information that you have already prefabricated in your system or whatever so you know you start troubleshooting for the voltage and in fact there was a voltage it just wasn't the voltage that the power source was given out so it was a uh, i'm gonna guess but it was a 120 volt system and they were getting about 90 volts 90 some volts which was odd right because you're losing about 30 volts somewhere in the system and it's it was i don't know the system so i wish i would have known more because it was just very interesting to me in the end uh the fix to that issue was to turn off the system and turn it back on and then after that there was something else that got uh out of whack so then they had to turn off the system again and turn it back on and that that fixed everything but you know even though that was a simple fix they it was working they still needed to troubleshoot it at a better time that day wasn't a good day because they were preparing everything for a flight so the system was working everything worked fine it was just you know troubleshooting is probably going to be a big part of my job uh coming up and it's it's a very interesting art if you want to call it that right the art of troubleshooting kind of knowing what to do when something goes wrong that you don't know is wrong so it's interesting uh, so I would say if you are to start troubleshooting at something uh, from my experience you do want to at least have some knowledge with the system that that you are working on and if you have zero knowledge then you have to start with the concept of the knowledge of the system that you're working on so if you're working on a car for example you might not know the car like this, this could be the first time working on a car but you do know that cars have an engine and you do know that cars have alternators that they have batteries that there's a wiring harness that goes throughout the whole car you know these things or hopefully you know something before you start troubleshooting if you're troubleshooting something that you have zero idea about then it might be good to just not even touch it in the first place for example and this is going against what i just said but i dropped my camera the other day and it's it's an $1,800 camera maybe not brand I mean maybe not used but brand new it's about $1,800 is my Sony a7 III and I dropped it uh, being clumsy and I have never worked on a camera before but it is an electrical system so that's pretty much how I'm treating it and I am looking for broken mechanical parts because it's the curtain in front of the sensor that isn't working so it it's uh, it's not gonna be life or death if I break that camera or not. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm getting at. If if you're not an airplane mechanic and you're trying to troubleshoot a system in an airplane, then that is gonna be life or death because whoever is gonna be on that next flight, uh, those lives will be on your hands, for example. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if 
I made this topic any easier to understand. But, you know, a, a, some quick takeaways before I end my podcast is when you're troubleshooting, you know, just n- try to take as much information in as you can. So if you know the system, that's already a base of information that you have coming in. Know the system. And once you have as much knowledge as you can on the system, you want to start collecting the information about the fault. Okay. Does it, does it perform a certain way when it's off? Does it perform a different way when it's on? How is it supposed to perform normally? And you have to know like kind of how or why you know you start have to you have to start asking questions like why would it perform this way is there any other parts of the system that is affecting this that can give you more clues it's all about solving that mystery and the more information you have the easier it'll be for you to come to a conclusion and now once once you do have the conclusion or once you figured out the answer the other question that you have to figure out is okay so now that i have an idea of what the answer is or what the problem is how am i gonna fix it do i have to replace it do i need to open it what's gonna break once i open this part and i need to replace it and sometimes you do have to have some experienced hands with that even though you know the answer you know what could happen um you might not know how to get into those parts you might not know like what can break or the, the like the structural rigidity or just other stuff you know there's just depending on how complicated the system is of course so something that i love about engineering is that you are a team most of the time most of the time engineering is a team effort not one person can design everything and it's just it's great that you're in a situation where there's multiple people with multiple expertises you know helping each other out and yeah troubleshooting requires engineers and technicians and it's a collaborative effort and you know learning to communicate learning to acquire the expertise from a technician and if you're a technician just knowing how to like ask questions or give engineers ideas or you just giving your knowledge to the engineers that have possibly can possibly come up with an answer or a solution it's it's very fascinating but anyways um i don't really know if uh, i gave any any insight or anything of value in this episode i just i really missed you guys i wanted to make another episode and troubleshooting has been on my mind for a while so it i it was a very interesting topic that i wanted to bring up so if you guys have any questions on troubleshooting or some comments maybe something i can improve in the future um i do plan on making this topic or do plan on talking about this topic in the future once i am a bit more of an expert on it or once i have had more experience on it uh i will revisit this topic but for now uh you know these are just some thoughts that i've had on troubleshooting and you know the interestingness of it all so 
I hope you guys are doing well. I do plan on making an episode in about two weeks uh, once I have one week under my belt in my new job and some thoughts and maybe I'll have an interesting topic to talk about. So until then, you guys have a great one and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.